Did you know we live stream the recording of this podcast every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook, Rumble, Twitch, Kick, and X? Come join us. Welcome to the Bullhorn Podcast, the only podcast that edits itself. Figuring out why my neighbors give me dirty looks, I am Boomer Bob. Defending his right to buy fast food coffee, John Jamingo. How's that A1C, my man? I don't know yet. I went and got blood drawn today. You know what the worst part of the, the most painful part of getting blood drawn is they take, after they take the needle out, they put this little piece of square gauze on you and they took this, they take this paper tape and they put it across and they make it like it's four inches long. So then when you go to pull it off, it rips every fucking hair out of your arm. <laughs> that hurts the worst out of everything. I'm like, darling, please just make it a short piece of tape. No. Nope. Yeah. But don't they usually do it on like the, like the inner fold of your, of your elbow? Hey, listen, I'm no I mean, low I don't tea. have hair there. I got hair all the way up from my eyebrows down. I yeah, am one I hairy you. motherfucker. I got hair on my back. On my arms, on my legs. Are you Italian? No, no, I'm not Eastern European. Well, you know what? There's that one percent of uh, African in there that I, I don't know. Family might own a few slaves well, back in the day. There are white Africans, so that is true too. I don't know. Yes, Quick question: Why what? are your neighbors uh, giving you the hairy eyeball? Well, now this is speculation. Um, it's it's. A long time ago, I kind of battled with the fact of, do I want to add them to my Facebook or not? Because they would add me and then I'd get that friend request and I'd be like, I don't really want my neighbors. They're good, wholesome people. I don't really want them to see what I post and what I talk about. I just, I just don't want to change their opinion of me, but my wife added them both oh. sides right next door and across the street. And they're both nice people. You know, they don't use curse words. They go to church, all that good stuff, you know? And I think my wife shares my podcast. Oh. Yeah. And I think they probably listen into it. So, <laughs> and so now I think that's why they give me dirty looks and multiple reasons. Cause I do occasionally make a, a joking reference to my neighbors, not necessarily meaning them. I have multiple neighbors down the street that drive by with loud exhaust and their brakes are squeaking and things like that. Like fix that shit, you know? And I do comment on it as they go by. They used to like come over and hang out and talk to us and catch up on what the grandkids are up to and blah, blah, blah. And now it's like just a wave. Hey, you might be reading a little too much into this. Although I feel your pain because I do the same thing. I have a bunch of Facebook people. So when I share this podcast on Facebook, I have a list and it says podcast. And I went through all my friends and the people that could handle this podcast. I put on that list: your Christians, your females, your woke uh. supremacists, your you know all the people that clutch their pearls. They do not get the link to this podcast. Oh, because again, you're you're right. When we're here, we are. And I don't want to say we're playing a character. We really are just being. Men, like men used to be. Like if we were sitting around, having a beer, talking about shit, giving our opinions on different things and 
trying to crack each other up, break each other's balls, that kind of thing. Guy shit, the way guys used to be. Well, you know, when guys have, like when you meet up, like I come over to your house, we're going to hang out in your garage and drink a couple beers and maybe adjust your carburetor on your engine or something, right? You'd be like, so, you know, I was the wife. And the the only response you'd get is, ah, she's always busting my freaking keyhoons, right? No real details there. That's just typical. You're going to know what I'm talking about when I say that stuff, right? Yes. But women, it's the opposite. Oh, well, the other day he did this and then he didn't, and he didn't, he didn't do the thing that he usually does. I think something's wrong. It's like, like they go into extreme details and, and speculation of what, what we're thinking. And guess what? We're a lot simpler than that. I'll never forget. I used to date this woman and I used to say, you must've been gypsy back in the day, because as soon as something happens, you pull out that crystal ball and you predict every fucking thing that you think is going to happen. I mean, then they'll do this and this person will do this. And now I'm like, what are you doing? Playing 4D chess here? Chess here? Chest. Uh, she did have little tiny boobs. But I mean, it was like, you're playing 4D chess here? I, I don't understand why you have no idea that this is going to. Oh, I know. And half the time it never happened that way. But she would spin herself into a lather over this kind of nonsense. And, and I, I don't even know how to address it handle it talk to her about it it's a fucking nightmare my ex-wife it's difficult to explain but she felt she had reason to think that i was messing around on her and the reason is i normally wear one pair of underwear a day and then you know fresh pair every day clean pair every day and for some reason i had two pair that went into the laundry basket and some reason she noticed it like we keep our laundry, like hers is over here. Mine's over here. I do my own laundry. She doesn't wash my clothes. I don't even know how she noticed unless she's like, you know, looking through my shit. I don't know why, but I'm sitting there reading the freaking, I got my Sunday paper. That was back in the day when you get one and just enjoying my morning. And she walks up and is in the doorway and I'm like, Hey, morning, honey. And she goes, are you cheating on me? Cause of one pair of underwear. And I, well, I didn't even know what her, what the basis was, but I'm like, well, no, but I'm going to now. Fuck. You already got me tried, guilty, sentenced. Like, and I was like, what do you mean? And she goes, well, there's an extra pair of underwear. I'm like, yeah, I, I think I had like swamp ass yesterday. I fucking decided midday to swap them out. You know, I mean, what do you mean? What do you mean cheating on you? Why would that? Anyway, so they they read into shit that doesn't exist. They make up reasons to be upset. They're always trying to find something wrong. And it's like, we're I'm not that difficult, man. I'm a simple creature, dude. I'll never forget. I was traveling with a race car team. We would leave Friday night, race Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. And then we would come back. Like By the time we would get home, it'd be like almost 3 o'clock in the morning. We would drop the truck off and everybody would go home. Well, he goes home. And again, I don't know the habits of him, but somehow he took his underwear off. And I don't know if he took, yeah, he took a shower when he got home. That's right. He took his underwear off and he took a shower when he got home because we're all full of dirt, you know, dirt, clay dust and all that shit. So he took a shower when he got home and he goes to bed. So I don't know. He says about eight o'clock in the morning, she's, he wakes up to her screaming at him and beating him with his underwear. And he's like, what, what, what? And she's like, God damn out getting blowjobs from them pit lizards and da, da, da. And he's like, what are you fucking talking about? Well, here, the grease that we used to use to grease the wheel bearings and everything was red. So he goes around the back of the truck to take a leak. With, I guess he had grease on his hand. So he had <laughs> red oh, grease on man. his fucking underwear. And she, she thought it was like lipstick or she something? She thought it was lipstick. And she's beating his ass. 
Donald, he's like, stop it, stop it, stop it. He goes, let me see. He looks and he goes, that's fucking axle grease. <laughs> that used to be a joke we used to, to, you know, we used to bust each other's balls. We should be like, hey, tell your mom to quit changing her freaking lipstick color. My dick's starting to look like a rainbow. I don't know. I, if you got to worry about your man cheating, you shouldn't be with your man. That's all I can say. That's all. I mean, again, if you can't trust a man. I think it's instinct to have to be insecure with not all of them, but you know, the majority, they just have a natural insecurity. They always, and I, I guess maybe it's from, you know, prior relationships where they just expect it. They, because he cheated on you. Oh, well, all men cheat. No, they don't. I mean, I would never cheat on my wife. I don't give a fuck how much you paid me, how much blah, 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 blah. I would never, never, ever do that. I have cheated on one woman in my life. And I didn't really like that girlfriend anyway. And the person I cheated on her with was my ex-wife. My ex-wife had gotten a, gotten a gastric bypass and lost like 90 pounds. Well, when we were married, she was the larger size. And years later, she was skinny. And I, I'm sorry. I spent years with that as a big girl. I wanted to see what it was like with her not being so big. I know that sounds ridiculous, but, and, and I hated my fucking girlfriend at the time anyway. So I, I said, you know what? You I know. don't see that. I don't see that problem with that whatsoever. I, most men understand it. Women would not. So that kind of leads us into our first story. I heard this today and I said, oh, this has got to be the first story we talk about. A 39-year-old Japanese man dated 35 women to collect birthday presents, and he has been arrested for fraud. So uh, first of all, I thought to myself, 39 women. 39-year-old man dated 35 oh, 35 women. women. 35, 35, 39. What? I mean, really. It doesn't once, matter. Yeah. yeah once you get over, over 10, two. you're yeah. in fucking legend. To collect birthday presents? How do you put up with that many text messages every fucking day just to just for what? So you can get a fucking new PlayStation controller? I mean, what was he getting? Is his name hung low? No. And, and here's the thing. Again, I thought to myself, how do you remember all you need to remember to not fuck up? So, okay, you don't have to use their names. You can always use Honey. Honey, you know, or a pet name. Hey, babe. Or, you know, you don't have to use your name, so you can always call them Honey, babe. Oh, you know, I just rather sweetheart. call Sweetheart. Yeah, you're a sweetheart, all that. I mean, you can use those kind of names. This way you don't have to know them. Pet names. I was in a six-year relationship. I broke up. It was like 1995. And this was when dating apps kind of just started. And I said, you know what? All my life I went from girlfriend, steady girlfriend, to steady girlfriend. I'm just going to date a little. Not go out and bang them or anything like that, but go out on dates, get to know them, pick which one that I thought, you know, instead of just going with one and hanging out with her till she, you know, pissed you off and you broke up with her, I was just going to go out with a couple and pick the best out of the one. I couldn't do it. I didn't have the memory. Like, I'd be sitting there and i go, oh, remember we seen this movie? We didn't see this movie. Yeah, we just, oops, oops. Mm. I couldn't do it. I, re- I just had to, I said, you know what, I'll pick one and when there's a deal breaker, I leave and go pick another one. But this yeah. dude... He's the Bernie Madoff of fucking Poontang, this guy. <laughs> that, that's a lot of Netflix and chill. Is this a crime? Dating 35 women and lying to them and saying that they're the only one and then saying it's his birthday and they buy him a birthday present. Hold is, on. I don't think it I'm is. reading this shit, all right? And it says his name is uh, Takashi Miyagawa. And he was uh, arrested in Osaka, Japan for defrauding. 35 women by telling them he wanted a serious relationship. Miyagawa, who whose alleged scam is believed to have netted nearly $1,000 in cash and gifts, reportedly works part-time and has no fixed address. Now, you're going to date 35 
women to get a thousand dollars worth of shit. Do the math on that, man. That's like 30 bucks a chick. That ain't enough. He would tell each one of them his birthday was a different date. Oh. Yeah, he would tell them. Now, don't get me wrong. He was scamming them. But, I mean, if a woman was dating 35 guys and was going out and getting dinner and they were giving her presents and stuff like that, would they arrest her for defrauding? Now, this guy, like I said, this guy is a wheeler dealer. This guy is a real poon hound. Because he works as a shower head salesman, shower head salesman, not a fixture huh. salesman, plumbing fixture salesman, a shower head salesman. Back in the day when I, I worked with my old boss, we used to go and grab a breakfast biscuit at Chick-fil-A. And this particular Chick-fil-A was right next door to Hooters. So at that time of day, around nine o'clock, he would always make me park to where we could look at towards Hooters. And he would point out, look, Bob. This like 19 year old cute little things getting dropped off. And this old crusty old gray haired man gets out of this nice car, nice Jaguar or whatever. And it goes over and gives her a big hug. Like, okay, have a good day at work, honey. You know what I mean? So yeah. gold diggers, gold diggers. Yeah. These, and it was, I was surprised at it. Like I would have never even thought that that's, you know, a thing, but it was multiple girls were getting dropped off by their sugar daddies. Right. They call now they call themselves instead of gold digger. That's a little offensive. Now they're sugar babies. You got a sugar ah. daddy and a sugar baby. I'm with, I'm with, I'm with Kanye. With this guy here, he's got to be one hell of a fucking salesman. I would imagine he was picking them up while they were trying to buy shower heads. Like, you know, Hey, look, here's a great shower head. It's got a lot of good pressure, good pulsation. It'll get you where you need to go, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. Wink, wink, blank, blank. But you know what's yes. better than that shower head? And he just starts tickling, you know, moving his fingers back and forth. Either that, or he would lick the bridge, you know, he'd lick the tip of his nose. That might have got him in the door. Yeah, my birthday's next week. <laughs> yeah. Want to buy me a present? Guys around the world are shitting their pants because this guy got arrested for basically defrauding women. But did he really defraud women? Well, what gets me is that this guy can get, you know, 35 women to buy him shit. Right. We know guys right now that are in the prime, quote unquote prime of their life and um, couldn't get laid in a whorehouse with a $100 bill glued to their face. This brings up a story that got really got under my skin today. So Bob and I, we uh, use Discord and we talk to some people. And this one guy. Don't call them people. This one These guy are savages. is trying to go through Patreon, Patreon, and he's trying to basically panhandle $7.50 a person so he can throw a baby shower for their baby. I made that up. That's not the true story? You motherfuckers. I made that up. Okay. First that, of all. He is having a kid and about like a, a month ago when they made the tier. That $7.50 tier on the on the Content Kings. I made a joke and I said, yeah, you should call that the baby shower tier. Like if anybody wanted to buy you a gift, well, in lieu of finding out where your damn registry was, they could just join the tier for a month and give you damn $7.50. You motherfuckers. I mean, <laughs> they they all, played along with it. I can't I believe you. That. It was believable. Everything you said. I'm, I'm real. And I'm like, what is it with fucking people today? That everybody's got to buy them something. You get a goddamn girl pregnant, you can't even scrape a, a 150 to 200 hours together 
to, to have a baby shower. Everybody's got to go fund me for this and a, I need money for that. And you guys just let me rail along. I fucking hate every one of you. It's like, you know, because you had sex. Now, now I got to dig into my fucking pockets. What's that about? And then we started talking about, you know, weddings. Like when you're in your 20s, you have to go to weddings, which is, mm -hmm. th that's not bad enough. You go to a wedding, you got to get a wedding present, you know, if you're a guest. But like if you're in the wedding, there's the bachelor party, there's the tuxedo. Mm. A lot of times it's somewhere you got to get a hotel room. I mean, it's coin. And like I said, I was the best man at least five times. Five. Yeah, five times I was the best man. And I don't know. Again, you're 20 years old. You're not making a great amount of money. And don't get me wrong. We always had a good time. And I would not. I wanted to go and be in the wedding of every per person I was. But that's a lot of coin back in the day. Yeah, I mean, last time I had to do it, I think I was 34 years old, and it cost me like like $230 for the tux and the shoes and all the bullshit. And it's like, just, just because this dude finally gets a chick to fucking give up the snatch, he wants to marry it and cost me fucking money. And and no, we didn't do the, the bachelor party or any of that shit. I, by then, this was my third best man scenario. So by that point, I was already jaded to the whole damn thing and, um, not, not the third one for this one guy, but after the, you know, nuptials were done, I just decided to hang out by the keg and just float that motherfucker. So I did. I remember one time there was a, he was a really good friend of mine and, you know, we're having the bachelor party. So I go to this one strip club. It's a seedy strip club. It's not the best strip club in the world. Instead of having like eight or nines. You probably have like six or sevens in this strip club. But yeah. the thing about it was they were friendly and they, you would have a good time with them. So I think, and this is way back, I rented the back room for like $150. And then you could bring in, you would buy bottles of booze and bring them in. So I bought like three or four handles of Jack Daniels, which is the, you know, the big handle bottles and, yeah. te and tequila. And I said, there was 18 of us at the, at the bar. And I said, I want, Nine and nine shots on the bar, ready to go at, at any time. So we got, I mean, obliterated. And again, we had a bus, so that you know we were being we were being driven around. So my buddy gets up there, and I don't know what happened, but the stripper took off her top, and she's sitting there dancing, you know, bare breasted. And he takes and puts her top on, and the next thing you know, he's like moving the top, and he breaks her top. Oh, so no. Jesus Christ. Now she's all pissed off. Now I'm in a fight with her. And she's like, she wants to turn. I said, he's the bachelor. We can't throw him out. And, she, and she's sitting there. She goes, well, he broke. You know how much this costs? I go, no, how much does it cost? Because I'll buy it off you right now. I'll buy it off your cash right now. She goes, it's $100. I said, fine, here, here's $100. So it cost me almost as much as it cost me with <laughs> a fucking bachelor party to keep this skanky stripper from having us all thrown the fuck out of the, the party that we paid for. But it was a lot of fun. So you had to bring in your own alcohol. That sounds like a bottle club. It, yeah. Well, see, the thing was it, was, it was cheaper to bring in your own alcohol than buy the shots off of them. And they said, since you're renting a room and everything, you know, that you got beer, but you could bring your own bottles in. And they didn't want a lot of it. But like I said, I wanted, in, in other words, we wanted Jack Daniels and we wanted a tequila. I don't think it was, was it maybe have been a Patron tequila back then, I think. You know, we wanted, and the shots were there. And I remember they would, um, when it was time to do a shots, the girls, the dancers would line up and they would, 
the guys would lick their boobs. They would sprinkle salt on their boobs. They would lick the salt off their boobs, take the shot, yeah, slam the and shot. take the lemon out of the stripper's the mouth. Jesus. It was a good time. <laughs> yeah. I had to explain the other day what a bottle club was, and it had been so long since I was since I had been to one, I forgot that they even existed. And um, uh, they were like, well, what the fuck is a bottle club? I'm like, well, when, when the bars close, there's these other other quote unquote bars that are open, but they don't have somehow they don't have a, a license to sell their own liquor. So you bring in your own beers, you can bring in a six pack, 12 pack, whatever you can bring in, you know, a bottle of uh hard stuff. You check it at the door, they put your name on it and you just buy it back from them. So like a beer, if you brought your own beer, a beer is like a buck and a half, you know, mm-hmm. um, that you have to pay them for them to keep your beer cold and give it to you. And, uh, you know, whatever. And they, they just didn't get the concept. I'm like, dude, the, the bars close at one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, the bottle clubs open till fucking dawn and they got dance floor and music and not necessarily a DJ, but they had some, you know, music going and, and it was, it was cool. I, I enjoyed it. It was a good time, but the, uh, we had them in, uh, Florida. I've never seen one here in Alabama where I'm at. I don't know that they are legal. Yeah. I tell you women, they'll get you in trouble. There's another story, and I saw the video, and then you hear the story, and it's just... So there's a woman, she's a construction worker, and this guy would come over, and he would, you know, bring her lunch and talk to her and stuff like that, and she was nice to him, all right? But she had a boyfriend, and I guess this guy was trying to weasel in, so he apparently came up, and her boyfriend was there eating lunch with her. So he leaves on his bike, and then when the boyfriend starts to leave, he rides back up on his bike and shoots her like three or four times, Right, shoots her right on the curb, and then tries to get on her bike. Meanwhile, the boyfriend sees this, and he's in his car. So the guy shoots her, tries to get on his bike, and this boyfriend runs him the fuck over. So you see the car blast through, hits him, and he falls down, and I guess the boyfriend jumped out of the car and went to throw it in park, but it didn't go in the park. It went in the reverse. The car comes backwards, runs over the fucking guy again, and then the boyfriend grabs him and beats the dog shit out of him until the cops come. Yeah, apparently she did. They call it a love triangle, but really, is it a love triangle? Because So this is him that just got ran over by a car? Looks like he was on a bicycle? Yeah, the guy is the in the video. Oh fuck, he's backed up. (laughs) (laughs) This dude was oh shit. (laughs) Damn. Now, if you want to see the video, I'll put the uh, every story we talk about. Well, not every, but most stories we talk about. I put the link in the show notes. You just tap the show notes, and you'll see the link. Hit this thing, and I'll show you the video for this. Uh, Dwayne Walker used his car to run down the alleged shooter when Walker, who was dating Mass, who was shot. Uh, Stopped by that afternoon to visit her during lunch. Reyes was obviously upset. He left it on a huff on his bike. I think he didn't know that she had a boyfriend. So someone said, be careful with him. He returned on his bike after the boyfriend left, and he shot her with a gun stolen from a housing cop who retired in 1988. I don't know why that's in the story. Uh, Walker was still nearby and apparently saw the shooting from his car. Reyes, who remains hospitalized Friday night, is charged with second-degree murder, manslaughter, criminal use of a firearm, criminal possession of a weapon, 
according to police, Walker was not charged allegedly attacking the suspected killer. How can you say allegedly when you see the fucking car? Well, I guess you know. <sighs> yeah, I don't I, Maybe identities aren't 100% confirmed maybe. or something. I don't know. Or maybe you just have to say that. CYA, man. Cover your ass. Good on him, the boyfriend. That's some crazy shit. You know, I, I love my wife, but if my wife wants to start dating somebody else or something and, and you know if at any point she's done with me okay i'm not right. i'm not gonna trip you know what i mean i mean I, I love her and it's gonna crush me on the inside but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do anything to to retaliate or whatever you know what i mean it's fucking i can't change it she she changed it is what it is i guess i want to talk about all this nonsense that's going on with uh you know defund the police and Anytime a police officer shoots a black person, whether they're committing a crime, in the middle of committing a crime, or whatever that's going on. I mean, Derek Chavin was convicted of all three counts. To be honest with you, I think the jury was, there was no way the jury was not convicting him because they didn't want to, I mean, it's mob rule out there right now. So I know that none of these jurors would want to take and say not guilty because they know they'll get doxxed and people will be at their house and they've got families and they've got a job and they don't need this bullshit. So fuck it. We'll just say he's guilty and we'll be done with it and let somebody else deal with it. Just kick this can down the road, which it's going to come up on appeal. Well, I mean, they were doxing anybody who was a witness for the defense because it was the defense. Exactly. It's fucking, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, it's horrible. And it needs to be nipped in the bud. And I don't know if how we're going to do this because we're losing police left and right. Anytime a police officer shoots a white person... You don't hear about it in the news. Or if a black officer shoots a black person, you don't hear about it in the news. Yeah. But if a goddamn white officer shoots a black person, people get new TVs. It's rioting. It's looting. It's bullshit. Yeah. So here's my solution to this whole thing. If you don't want cops in cities and stuff like that, then they should just do away with the police force. Let people fend for themselves. And out in the suburbs where we like cops we want cops we want to be you know protected we want somebody to call we'll hire those cops we'll hire them to come out here and work in the suburbs with us protect us how long do you think it's before they start screaming that they want the cops back you can also go back to the old days remember it wasn't too long ago where the cops wouldn't even respond to anything in the poorer neighborhoods yeah or or it would take like an hour to get somebody out there and by then it was too late i know there's i think i talked about this before and if i did stop me there's a city that's a little north of here called Camden, and if there was a shooting, they would ride around, and they would yeah. just come and clean up the mess. They wouldn't come and try to stop it. And here's another thing that Camden did, that they, they the cops were so corrupt in that town, they fired every cop, and every cop had to come back and reapply for their job. I just seen a story recently. I think it is in it's in Camden. There was a like a little deli, like a mom-and-pop sandwich shop. And it's owned by a high school wrestling coach. Okay. And somehow this sandwich shop does about 30 grand a year in gross receipts, which is not anything. It's hardly enough to even keep the doors open. I'd be worried that the meat was fresh. And somehow this sandwich shop is publicly traded <laughs> on the stock market. They like just found out all that stuff. I don't know if you've caught that in your news or not, because I have not, not caught far that from in there. The news so here. I have not. I could be wrong. I haven't really. It's it's been days uh, since I read up on this, but actually, I I caught it 
on the actual news, like on television. But I want to say last year they claimed like a $682,000 loss or something like that when you only have 35000 in gross receipts. How's that possible? They tied some politician in Virginia or something to it. It was just in, or maybe Delaware. I forget where it was, but uh, it's it's a crazy story. If you're interested in that kind of stuff, man, look it up. But somehow this this little fucking deli. I just Googled publicly traded sandwich shop in Camden, New Jersey. I don't know if it was Camden or I, I thought it was Camden, but it could be. Uh, what's the one with the N that's not far from you? That's Camden. Oh. Is it, is it in Camden? Yeah. It's right okay. up the Camden's right up the street here. Here it is. There is a single New Jersey deli doing 35,000 in state in sales valued at 100 million dollars in the stock. Is <laughs> <laughs> that you think that's mob money? You think that's like politicians or you think it's China? What do you fuck do you think it is? It's something, I'll that's tell a, you that. That's insane cuz just the paperwork alone required to become a publicly traded company is way beyond no offense to high school wrestling coaches, but it's way beyond what they're capable of getting that particular paperwork filled out. Hedge fund manager, David Einhorn warned the dangers of retail investors that he sees in the market. And one of his main examples was a tiny New Jersey deli where the market capitalization of more than $100 million. Oh my God, it's in Paulsburg. I thought this place looked familiar. I know exactly where this is at. How did I find out about it before you did? Holy What's up with that? I'm all the way shit. in Alabama. I, Bob, I've been to this deli. I know exactly where this place is at. Oh, my <laughs> God. It, it had an eye-popping market value despite totaling 35748 in sales in the last two years combined. Someone pointed us to Hometown International, which owns a single deli in rural New Jersey, reached a market cap of $113 million. The largest shareholder is also the CEO, CFO, treasurer, and director, who also happens to be a wrestling coach of the high school next. Oh, my God. I don't believe this. I know this guy. Wow. Well, <laughs> you, might, you might not want to say that. They make him after you, too. He may, he may turn you into a patsy. Cow. The pastrami must be amazing. I just don't understand how any of that happens. Like, who's involved? Who's the mastermind of it? It, it can't be him. Okay. So, all right. I'm going to go allegedly. Let's go with allegedly. There is a town, one town south of me. It's five miles. This yeah. deli is five miles from my front door. Okay. In this town, it is. it was mostly white Italian and then... It became a large population of African-American people. The high school is a huge sports high school. A lot of pro athletes come out of this place. The wrestling right. team is le legendary. The wrestling team is legendary here. They've won more state titles and have more state champions than any other school in New Jersey. They're amazing. And not only that, but they breed wrestlers. Like I'm not going to mention any family names, but... There's like seven or eight families that they're, 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 okay. When I was in high school, they were wrestling. Their kids wrestled. Now their kids' kids are wrestling in high school right now. So it's an it's amazing program. Um, there was a quarterback when I think he's a he was a quarterback for the high school, but his he was a wide receiver in the NFL. Flipper Anderson 
went to this high school, and there's a lot of people that come out of, uh, you know, the baseball team is really good. So this, you know, it's funny. Not only this guy, he was a, if it's the guy, again, I don't see any names in here. I'm looking for the name. There was the only name the, that I, and I don't remember the name. There was some politician. I want to say he was in Delaware or Virginia, something like that. Maybe Maryland that was tied into this somehow with like financials. There was either, either money that went to him or came from him. I don't remember. I'm okay. sorry. So here's the deal. This guy's name is not in this article whatsoever. Not an alleged guy. Like they're saying he was a high school, a uh, high school wrestling coach. And I think he also ran for sheriff. And if I'm not mistaken, because there's no name in here, he is the mayor of the town. Yikes. That sounds right. I don't know. I don't know. And his name is not in here. All right. I'm going to shut up. Holy mackerel. Yeah. You might get fucking rubbed out. John, Don't burn better, my house down. You may have to. You may have to edit this shit out of this out of the show. No, I'm not editing protection. it out of this show. I, you know, it's funny. I looked at this thing because you said it was in Camden, right? And I looked at this thing at this deli, and I was like, my god! And it's not the same name as it was when I used to go there. It's called the Hometown Deli uh, Italian Specialties, and it used to be called Carmen's. And it, Carmen's was one of these sub shops where you would go in and you buy this sub, and there was so much meat on it. That you would have to take the meat off because you couldn't eat it all. You couldn't even close. It was the roll. too much. Yeah, it was, it was just way too much. You could take the you could take the meat off of this thing, have yourself a great sandwich, and then make ten more. Another sandwiches. sandwich. Yeah, it, yeah. It was crazy how much meat they used to put in there. And people would like, go there all the time. Like two pounds of meat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was two of them. One was in another town, a little north of here, and this was the second satellite town. So I guess they went belly up, and whoever came in here and made it to hometown del. Oh my. god. God, I can't believe this. That's funny. Wow. And it, there's, dude, that's what I'm talking about. There is nothing in the news here. Like, you would think that this would be a big story. Like, at least the neighbors around here would be chewing the fat. And you would see it in Facebook town groups. Like, I'm in a bunch of town groups around my area. Right. And you would think you'd see something there or you'd hear a sniff of it from somebody. And for it to be a story in Alabama, and I had no idea about it, that is amazing. Ooh. Well, Bob, I think we're going to have to put a pin in this story. I'm going to have to do a little sleuthing to find out what's going on, because I know a couple people to call that would definitely <laughs> that would definitely make it. Uh, they'll know something. So let's put a pin on that one and see what's going on. This is Patrice Cullors, one of the founders, co-founders of Black Lives Matter, the Ponzi scheme. And of course, everybody knows that over the last couple of weeks has come out that she has become the owner of four homes, uh, not cheap homes. Some of them were over a million dollars. There have been other groups, towns, people in like Ferguson that were involved in that one. And uh, what was that? Michael Brown. Yep. Whatever they they're wanting like something like twenty million dollars for their efforts to help Black Lives Matter become what it is and to help their charities, wink wink, all that crap. And uh, her answer is like, oh well, you know, we just got this money like six eight months ago. It takes time. It takes time, bitch. You you already bought four houses. That takes time. Yes, it does. Well, she kind of lays it out in this particular YouTube video. I'm, might take a minute and a half to two minutes to get into what 
but once she says what she's what I'm telling you she's gonna say, you can pause the clip because there's no more to hear after that. Okay, here we go. But it, but it, it basically proves that it's a fucking Ponzi scheme. I think it's hard. Um, I want to remind people that we just got this money six, eight months ago, um, not that long ago. And um, in that time, we've been able to distribute dollars really quickly. Um, and I do want to say that, you know, um, our community members do need resources. Our community members um, do need support. Um, Black Lives Matter, while we are a grant-making body and an action um, act tank, think tank, um, we are not a charity. Um, we are a power building body. And so um, it's important that people understand the difference between a charity um, and a power building body. Uh, I also want to say um, I did meet with Mike Brown um, and I met with his wife, Callie, uh, and that was actually um, that meeting was created by um, Uncle Bobby and Auntie B with the Love Not Blood campaign and a truly restorative and transformative justice process. It was really powerful. They sat us down and you can imagine, right, someone who's demanded $20 million from me and the organization. Um, they sat us down. Uh, they met us here in California and we had a really amazing conversation about what is needed, how we can actually support, and that people don't have to leverage demands against us online. People can contact us. We are accessible. Uh, and so that's what I have to say to folks. I do understand the need for resources. I do understand um, why people uh, expect that from us. But I think it's important that people recognize that um, there are other places that they can also get grants. There are other places that they can also get resources. And most importantly, our target should be the United States government. Okay. So basically, this broads a grifter. Black Lives Matter is the same as Jesse Jackson and Reverend Al Sharpton. They're just race grifters. That's what this is. And you know what? I don't even fucking blame them. If you can do this and get stupid fucking people to give you money, that's America. That's capitalism. The thing that cracks me up is this cunt is a socialist. Uh, actually, she's a Marxist. She uh, claims to be trained in Marxism. I didn't know you could train people to be Marxist. I didn't know that. That to me, that seems almost oxymoron. But uh, but apparently, she's all about some capitalism. Sure, she is. Because she got, I think it was ninety million from the federal government. Wow, and then all the donations? Yes. And then there's another 100 million came from from big tech companies last, you know, the summer of love last year. Um so all the, all this money dumped into there and when you go, I think it's called Project Blue or something there. If you go to their like website, it you click on this, it takes you to this other site, forget what the name of it is, something blue. And it just lets you see where all the money allegedly went to all these Democrat candidate donations. Bernie Sanders and Uncle Joe and all that shit. BLM but, Blue. They needed the money. Oh! oh. Listen, this this kind of nonsense is... Again, I got to go back to... They say they're Marxist until they can get them their hands on some money. And then do they spread it around like you're supposed to when you're a Marxist? Give it to the common people? No. They shove it in their goddamn pockets... 
like the filthy fucking capitalists that they are. And now they're trying to spin it like, don't look here. We're not a charity. We're a power bottom organization. Well, what the fuck were they? A power something. A power <laughs> a bunch of bullshit's what it is. Because their online presence was all about donations. If if it wasn't for white people to use as a virtue signal on like Twitter, then their only other presence was to collect money. A money for what? I don't know. I don't know the how much money you can throw at quote unquote racism to make it go away. I didn't know that that was a possibility. I'm pretty sure if, you know, reparations became a thing, I think there would still be racism. It doesn't matter how much money you throw at something. It's it's how much money have we thrown at, I don't know, cancer research, John? How many trillions of fucking dollars over the last 40 fucking years have we thrown at cancer research? It's still a thing, isn't it? Cancer people are still dying of cancer, getting cancer every fucking day. Well, racism is a cancer, and it's not going to be cured by throwing fucking money at a bullshit Ponzi scheme that disguises itself as a charity, but then when they misuse the money, they disguise it as something totally different. We're a power-building entity or body, a power-building body. A power bottom. Bullshit. Okay. Power, power bottom. Yeah. So if Black Lives really mattered to this organization, what they would do... And I think that the government would, and I'd be on board with this. And I bet you 99% of the country would be on board with this. Where if you have inner cities and you make schools where they are actually learning institutions and not gang training places, and you came in and you taught children like this, and if they made a certain grade point average, then they could go on to a community college and that would be, the tuition would be for free and books, and they could go there and get a, a college education, you know, community college education, and if they made a certain degree there, then they could go to a state school, and that tuition would be paid for, and they could get out with a college degree and go out and get a job, then that, to me, that's reparations. That is paying for the sins of the father. Now what you're doing is you're educating a population where they can be productive members of society. Crime would go down. I mean, it's the way, it's the only way to stop this. That right there kind of makes the assumption that before Black Lives Matter went in there with their bags of cash and saved all these underprivileged people, that there was no other opportunities prior to that. I'm pretty sure that they all have opportunities they have had for years and years, decades and decades and decades to rise above if they want to, but they have to want to do it. They have to want to go go to that brand new $60 million high school that they built over here uh, in that particular area of town. And they have to want to go to that school and want to learn to become or to break the cycle, to become better than what their parents were, whatever, what their grandparents were. They, they have to want better for themselves. They have to not want to go to school to fight, deal drugs, make a world star video, whatever. Like four days after they opened that fucking $60 million waste of money over here, there was a huge fight. And one of the, the non-armed security guards like knocked a kid out because he was coming at him and punching him. And he just dude threw one punch and knocked a kid out. So it was a big thing there. Oh, he's arrest him for assaulting a minor. Uh, I mean, come on. It was just ridiculous. Four days, man. Four days. This fucking school was open. Well, I think again, it's really not up to uh, it's parenting. 
It is parenting, but I also would have to say that it's up to the black community itself. And this is what I mean. Instead of taking and making videos of banging whores and popping pills and smoking weed and, you know, all that everything bullshit. Everything rap music, yeah. Right, everything that's in rap music and, you know, I'll go with hip-hop and, and, and even rock music if there's even any rock bands anymore. Uh, and then you kind of change, and not change the message, but you need people to understand that that's, that is no way to make a living. In other words, your chances of making it as a rapper are the same chances of you making it in the NFL or the NBA or Major League Baseball. It's few and far in between. You can have those lofty goals, but you need a backup plan. And I think that there are people in the community, you know, I'm going to go with Larry Elder, Candace Owens, the Hodge Twins, people that are preaching education and family and I'm going to say conservative views, but I mean, that's, the, that's what the, is ben, the Ben Carson's. Yeah. Ben Carson, Ben Carson. Exactly. Uh, you know, successful, uh, black people in business, uh, successful black people. I don't want to say politics because goddamn, a lot of them are filthy fucking thieves too. And then, you, you know, because there is a formula for success in this country. The first thing is not to get pregnant when you're a teenager. The second thing is to get a high school education. If you get a high school education and you're not, uh, you don't impregnate somebody or get pregnant by the time you're, you know, before your 20s, uh, you have a very, very good chance to live a comfortable life, not in poverty. Right. A very good, a very good chance. And part of that goes back to parenting. Right. And listen, I'm not just saying black people. There's a lot of white trash, meth smoking. Yeah. People that are doing the same goddamn thing. I know. I know. I had some that uh, w- uh, worked for me and they in and out of jail all the time. It's like, I can't keep giving you a job every time you get out of jail, man. I can't do this. I can't because I can't count on you. And I got to count on the people coming in every day. And, yeah. and when you keep doing dumb shit, when you get paid, okay, you called in sick two days this week. So you got a three day paycheck coming. So you're already short two days pay. Then you want to get paid and take you your wife and your six kids, six kids out to McDonald's off of your three day paycheck. And then you want to talk about your powers getting cut. You need a loan towards next week's pay. No, it's not happening. You just spent like six kids, husband and wife. That's eight people at McDonald's. What do you think that costs? Minimum 40 bucks. I really do think that the education, I mean, where did I hear it was a story out that this class of college graduates are the dumbest college graduates ever to graduate college as a whole. They are learning nothing and we're not teaching them anything. And I think the whole educational system needs to really be, I mean, we need a magnifying glass to see what the fuck is going on here because we're spending, I mean, people are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loans and everything and they're fucking morons and they get out and they can do nothing. They have no fucking job skills. It was a waste of fuck. They could have bought a house with the amount of money that they paid for an education that's fucking worthless. Well, that's part of what jaded me, John, when I went to college in my mid to late 20s was that I was under the impression that when you're in college, like if you want to, I wanted to be the best student in the entire college that I could be. And and so, I mean, I was there every every night, every class, did my work. Et cetera, et cetera. And I made good grades. I'm not bragging, but I made good grades. I did the effort, man. 
I put in the work. But then you got these others that would miss at least one of the two classes every week. And then, you know, midterms come and they're, and they're crying to the dean. I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to quit. I can't do it. I'm just going to quit. I'm making, I ain't making good enough grades. I just won't quit. And the dean is over here going, oh, now, 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 now. I'm sure we can find some extra credit for you to make up, uh, get your grade up. What do you think? Uh, what do you think there, teacher? You know, that, that kind of shit. And it's like, okay, the dean sees tuition dollars walking out the door. So now I know what this is all about. This ain't about getting educations to the people. This is about making fucking money. They don't even like, I've been there this entire time. And this bitch who cuts class, at least one class of each a week. So there's sorry, one night of each. So you would take four classes. You would have two classes, two nights a week. And the other two classes, the other two nights a week, Monday and Wednesday, you'd have two classes. And then. Tuesday, Thursday, you'd have two classes. That's how it worked for us. She would miss at least two nights a week, one night each of two classes because she's going to the club partying. Well, again, I think what happens when you lower the standards, people like this get their edu- you know, they get their degree and it, it cheapens the degree. So my father would say, you know, hey, listen, you, you're not doing your grades aren't good. Yeah, the world needs ditch diggers too. World, and then what happened was I wasted, I was the guy, I was the lazy student. I could do the work. I hated doing the work. And I was a lazy student. I did just enough to get by, just enough to get a C, maybe like a D minus or a D plus. That, you know, I was right there on a hairy edge. I would spend more energy trying just to pass than if I would have just done the work. And then I went out and I started working for a living. And I was like, fuck, this is, this blows. So then I went back to school. And then what it gave me, it gave me a work ethic. And that work ethic made me better at college. When I went to college, you know, my grade point, I mean, I wasn't 4.0, but I was a three point something. When kids don't want the education, what they should do is take them out of school, make them have a job that doesn't require an education, and then make them go and, and, and work that job. And then maybe that'll motivate them to, you know, go back to school when they learn what it's all about. And at this time, have a work ethic to go through school. I don't know. Again, we can't solve these problems. But again, I think that this whole victim mentality, as long as they're a victim, they have an excuse. It's got to stop. We can't continue to do this. We just can't. You can't be a victim all the time. Just pisses me off, John, that I was handed the same fucking degree that that bitch who fucking laid out and partied all the time was. I would be bad, too. I wasn't, I wasn't pleased about it. I, where would you, where's she at now? She's probably married, fucked up, three kids, divorced, whatever. All right. And I'm a fucking painter. All right. So we're going to end this probably on, I want to end this on an up note, Bob. And you know, when OJ Simpson is the voice of reason, we got a problem. Hey, Twitter world is me. Yours truly tough morning. Listening to all the criticism that LeBron uh, James is getting, um, I'm a fan of LeBron. I admire the work that he's done, how he's helped his community and how he's helped his friends uh, and how he's been fighting all of these social issues, especially that of systemic racism in the legal system and with the police departments around our country. But you can't fight every battle. You know, you can't, uh, you gotta pick your battles. I mean, it's a war that must be fought, but sometimes you need to take your time and be a little more patient before you comment on some of these um, 
uh, bad incidences that are happening with police departments. Uh, this one, uh, LeBron should have waited. Uh, I'm a little upset with most of the media because they showed us edited versions of what took place with the girl with the knife. They made it sound as if this was another police officer uh, overreacting and killing a young black American. Well, from what I saw when I saw the full tape, the police um, guy had no choice. He responded. We wish he could have pulled a taser. We wish he could have done it uh, in another way. But in that instance, if he hadn't done what he did, it appeared to me if another young American would have had her life taken. Uh, um, um, and, hey, I can't fault what he did. I wish it was different, but I can't fault it. But, LeBron, keep fighting the fight. I think we all got to be a little more patient. I'm against defunding the police. I think you just got to redirect some of those funds to better training and maybe dealing with more uh, um, psychological training. In any event, God bless. Wear your mask, get your shots. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I was very surprised that when I seen this video pop up, I was like, oh man, this is going to be stupid. Like why, why doesn't he just stay hidden? But then he says what he did. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Other than the, the mask and vaccine shit. Yeah, dude, you fucking nailed it. You know, I got to say that if I was a police officer, when I was taking and cutting my wife's head off, I wouldn't be here today, but she would still be here. And my children would still have their mother, but you know, things happen and, that's the way it goes. I'm still waiting for the naked gun for they should make him the uh, killer. <laughs> you know, Bob, if it wasn't for that little thing of uh, killing two people, I would probably be a star someday making a lot of money. But, you know, hey, she was uh, she pissed me off. And, uh, you know, a lot of concussions and, you know, my CTE probably flared up. And the next thing I know, it was a bloody mess. But I'm just saying Cato Kalen would not just return in a pair of glasses. I know there was blood on my socks and blood in the, in the Bronco. And I know that there was probably a racist cop or anything like that. And I know that blood makes gloves shrink up. But besides that, if it don't fit, you got to quit. And then you got to look at all the lawyers. All my lawyers are dead. God took care of them. There's karma. And I'm sitting here golfing every day. The only reason I really like when I think of the OJ thing, I immediately think of thanks for building the Kardashians up, you fucking dick. I mean, it's not his fault, but inadvertently, he is what made the Kardashians. Now, Bob, I got to disagree with you, and I'll tell you why. Had nothing to do with me. It was that Kim Kardashian sucking dick. That video went viral, and the Kardashians were born. And then my buddy... The lawyer Kardashian, what was his name? Rob. When Rob died, that Rob meant Shapiro. That, yeah, that no. Which one? What was what was my best friend Kardashian's first name? Anyhow, when he died, that was when the mother ended up dating Bruce Jenner, not Caitlin. He still had dick and balls back then. They had a couple more kids, and the next thing you know. OJ, they, let me ask you something. Sure. Go ahead, Bob. Did you hear a about Biden this week was he was like the first real, you know, president or anybody, I guess, that's been in office here to actually acknowledge Armenian genocide. Armenian now, genocide. I figured it out. Yeah. Turkey's not happy right now with that, that he's basically pointed out that they've been committing Armenian genocide now for years. And it's to the point where the actual 
Armenians that are in this country consider that the real Holocaust, not the one that happened during during World War Two. I figured out how Biden came to that conclusion. Somebody told him the Kardashians are Armenian. I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't know. But the wife is quite the looker. So when they're talking about Armenian genocide, they're talking about what they did to Bruce. <laughs> that a joke, Bob? If I had a knife, I'd stab your ass right now. Turned him into Caitlin. Yeah, I know. Take a, I thought I'd take a stab at that joke. All that joke. for that joke? Jesus, Bob. All right. Let's wrap this shit, <laughs> let's wrap this shit up. Well, there's probably like 10 minutes you're going to have to like delete anyway because I had I to know. go write my trash can. <laughs> if you write what, a stinker, were you, Bob. Were you talking about me when I left? All I said was there's Jake when Jake was barking. Oh. Well, you'll hear it. You'll hear yeah. it in the you'll hear it in the oh, I know. That, there's nothing wrong with a little silence, Bob. All right, here we go. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bullhorn Pod. Any questions, comments, complaints, you can call the voicemail number 856-599-8558 or email us at bullhornpod at gmail.com. I'm just saying. You go, girl. <laughs>